Welcome back to the Alessant Innovator series. For the second episode in Women's History Month, host April Lamont is joined by Kristen Johnson, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Johnson Development Corp. Kristen and April discuss how the marketing landscape for communities has changed, JDC's commitment to sustainability and how that translates into community design, and finally, how Johnson Development Corp. is leveraging technology like community-branded apps to extend their brands and activate resident engagement. Season 2 of the Alessant Innovator Series is presented by Alessant Azul, the scalable access control platform that once installed in minutes provides your residents with instant access to your amenities and spaces with the shake of a smartphone. Use Azul to give home shoppers a real feel for what it's like to live at your community and manage all of these access credentials from a laptop. Learn more by visiting alisant.com. Hello and welcome to Alisant Innovator Series. I'm so excited today to be joined by Kristen Johnson from Johnson Development Corporation one of our first clients and someone who I've known for uh, quite a while in this industry and really look up to. Kristen, do you mind starting out by just sharing a little bit more about yourself, your role, a little bit more about Johnson Development? So first, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your show today. I thank the world of you, and I'm just honored to be here. And I like how we matched. We're, We're wearing the same thing. We're Twinkies. Love that. Great minds think alike. Um, so a little bit about me. So I am a, a wife. I'm married to my husband, Dave. We've been married 15 years this spring. We have three beautiful daughters and they're all under the age of 12. So as you can imagine, that keeps us on our toes. Yes. I'm a lifelong Texan. Although I was born in California, I we moved here when I was very young. So I consider myself a lifelong Texan um, and, and just love it here. I started my college career at Texas Christian University with a degree in marketing. But then I transferred and graduated from the University of Houston, go Cougs. <laughs> Actually, my degree is in English and communications. I changed it because when I transferred, I just wanted to get out of college. I was done. I was ready to be out of there. And so, but I always knew I had a passion for marketing and that I wanted to to do something important. I just didn't know what it was exactly that I wanted to do. And, and so while I was still in college, I got my first job was actually at a Houston area chamber of commerce doing communication and events. And through that time, I participated in a leadership program. And little did I know at the about that same time, Johnson Development was laying the groundwork for a community in the Sugarland area called Riverstone. And they had just named the general manager Tom Wilcox. And so while I'm in this leadership class, Tom's wife was in it. And Jackie, I got to know her. And then one thing led to another. And I ended up meeting Tom and he hired me to be Riverstone's first marketing director. So it it was kind of an interesting process. It's interesting. I've had people through the years ask me, like, how did you get, you know, to where you are? And 
certainly my path is a little unconventional. I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe I was, you know, it was meant to be and um, just, but I'll tell you when we kicked off Riverstone, it was not without its challenges. We grand opened the community in September, 2001. We all know what happened then. It was 9-11. So that was interesting to say the least, but I'm very proud to say that we took the community to be one of the top selling communities in the country for multiple years. In fact, one year we were number four in America for sales. So that was pretty awesome. So then in 2014, I was named marketing director for Sienna, one of our sister communities. And then around 2016, I was promoted to this newly created position that I'm in now, Senior Vice President of Marketing for the company. So it's been, you know, an interesting, interesting ride for sure. But, um, and I wear so many hats, it's really not easy to describe what I do just in one setting. But essentially, I oversee the corporate branding for the company and the marketing and operation programs, of course, and then um, help lead the marketing and strategy. I work closely with our executive team and then our amazing marketing team. I'll tell you, we have 16 of the most creative and smart marketing professionals I've ever known. And then we have ongoing collaboration throughout the year together to strategize and, and to plan. So I feel very blessed that I've got gotten to spend my career at Johnson Development. I've definitely had the privilege of working under some of the most amazing people. Of course, Larry Johnson was such a legend in our industry. And I feel so blessed to be able to have worked under his direction. And then now I report to Michael Smith, our president and CEO. He and I have worked together through the years and we work really well together. He's done a great job has the vision to take our company where it needs to go. And then I work closely also with Elizabeth York, our legal counsel, and also our general managers. So it's a wonderful company. We have a very special culture. And I think it says a lot that over 20% of our employees have been at the company for more than 15 years. So it really is like a family. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. Um, I want to echo a couple things that you said, because we've worked with um, almost a dozen of your community locations, and that means a lot of your marketing team, and you do have an incredibly impressive team, and they all point to you (laughs) as their leader, um, because you're very inclusive of the team, and I think they feel really empowered as a result. So, Keep doing what you're doing. And no one else is allowed to go and hire Kristen's people. They really are. But they really are awesome. I'm I'm honored to hear you say that. But I will say I feel like part of my role is to, as a leader, is to help promote our people to, to grow where they need to be. And I mean, they are already amazing, but just to support them however I can and um, to help them, to give them the tools that they need. But thank you for saying that. You're welcome. You know, one of the things that I think is really interesting 
over your tenure at Johnson Development, the role of marketing has really changed, hasn't it? I mean, when you get involved in projects has changed from your early days at Riverstone. Could you talk a little bit about that evolution and what it looks like today? Absolutely. So I've been in my current role for about seven years, but I've been at Johnson Development for 22 years. I can't believe it. I, I tease people. I started when I was 12. <laughs> and, you know, back then, marketing was so different. Websites were clunky and static, and a lot of the marketing was print media or speaking at events. And then also, you know, long ago, land development teams would put the communities together, so to speak, and then hand it over to marketing. And boy, have we come a long way. You know, now we are so much more collaborative and we have charrettes when we start a community, we all get together. We essentially lock ourselves in a room for two or three days. And we just really look at all the aspects of the land, what the history is, the the region, the people who live there and the culture and what the needs are. And, you know, we might not have a, a community name at the end of that process, but that's okay. That's not really the goal. The goal is to just get back to the basics and figure out what, what does this community need to be? And, and so it's a lot of researching, a lot of brainstorming. Um, and we are very thoughtful in our approach. And then, you know, today we have about 20 active communities. We're located in the Houston region, Dallas-Fort Worth, North Austin, and then the Atlanta region. And we ha actually have announced two new communities um, in the Houston area, greater Houston area. So one in Magnolia and then one in the, the Katy area. So We'll be announcing more news about those soon, but, you know, marketing has just changed dramatically. There's access to larger target markets and, and marketing is really a driver of growth. So yeah. I, yeah, we've got access to more media tools and there's just this proliferation of information. And in fact, I, I often say that our marketing teams are part artists and part scientists and what I mean by that is that there's still the need, of course, there's the creative, the graphic, the very aspirational side of marketing. And then, but our teams have to have the, the analytical tools to be able to look at data, to research, to make sense of the research. And so they really are uh, part scientists. And I think that's the biggest change of you know, back when I started versus now. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much that's changing in general that we have to stay attuned to, you know, I mean, just the definition of family is changing. And then we find that like 90% of buying decisions are made by women. So, you know, we look at all, all the big picture when we're, we're planning ahead, but my favorite part of, designing these communities and, and marketing is starting with something that you might say is like a sketch on a napkin, just the, the thoughts that go down and then watching it come together, see it come to fruition, knowing that it's something that people will be enjoying for decades to come.
So I'm very blessed I get to do this every day. Yeah, that's terrific. And that's a great sort of view of the bigger picture. And um, I know one of the things that you've shared with me in the past is how you really love taking all of that work to come up with the name and the identity and the brand for that community. And I'd love you to talk a little bit more about why that's so important to the Johnson Development com- uh, Communities. The naming process? Mm-hmm. Well, the identity, yeah. so there's, yeah, I wish I could tell you, we just pulled a name out of a hat. We, we <laughs> like something and there's, you know, it is such more of a thoughtful approach that goes into it. You know, we have to look at everything from the location and, um, you know, who who lives there, the culture of the people and and what does it feel like? You know, what what feeling do you get when you go to that area? So we we definitely, you know, our first thing is we go out to the land and we we walk it and we we look around, we go to the restaurants, we talk to people. And so, you know, it is, like I said, it's something that's going to be around for decades to come, if not, you know, hundreds of years. And so it is so important that we do it right. Yeah. And I know from our earliest conversations together, um, bringing that brand to life through, through our platform has been part of that recipe and one that, you know, we're so committed to your brands um, and, and that identity really pulling through to the resident experience. So I give you a lot of credit for how much really thoughtfulness goes into creating that identity. Well, thank you. I mean, I can't take the credit for it, but yes, you're right. I mean, so when we're, you know, looking at new land, we look at the location, we're looking at the school districts, we, community design is obviously very important. And we think really, really big. And then we also think really, really small because the attention to the finest details is one of our differentiators. And it's important that we have strong lasting relationships with our home builders. Obviously they're a big part of what we do. And then, um, Delivering premier amenities that's always been important to us. It's a focus of what we do, whether it's building our clubhouses, um, acres of parks and trails. It's important to offer those things to our residents to bring them together and provide that sense of community. So I love that we're able to do that. But yes, you mentioned Allison. I mean, technology is a huge part of what we do. It's um, one of the things I love about our company so much is I feel like they really encourage our teams to try new things. I think that's one of the things that makes us so successful is, and so we have a few projects that we're working on that we have been working on that um, I'm really proud of. One of them is, you know, new home search tools. It's not necessarily new to have, inventory on websites, but our new home search tools are, I think they rival some of the best MLS systems in the country, just with the, you know, all the features that are offered, whether it's the turn by turn directions or our sales teams being able to offer open homes. We also have a, a realtor university that is something we started a few years ago. And 
It offers information on continuing education classes and home buyer resources. And I'll tell you, it's been so wonderful to see. I mean, just in the last 90 days, we've had something like 10,000 hits to that section of our site. So it's definitely being used and our realtors see it as a resource. So anything we can help them do to bring their clients to our communities to sell homes, of course, we want to do. And then, of course, as you mentioned, Alisant is such our branded community apps is such an important tool and it's an extension of our brands. And so it's wonderful for us to be able to have a platform to bring everything together in one place and provide those opportunities for residents to connect and engage. And I mean, the engagement that I'm hearing about is unbelievable. I mean, you can tell me better than I can tell you. Oh, yeah. I mean, First of all, I mean, I want to just give you just great kudos for the planning that goes into those moments and those places for people to connect. And, you know, we certainly see that in your communities on the app side, you know, we've over 90% of your residents at each location using their community branded app. I mean, any given time, I think we have 20,000 tennis court reservations at Riverstone alone. So, you know, people are just so excited to to really get involved in their community and really love where they live. They really like tennis at Riverstone, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> really, they're crazy for it. Yeah. And now we're seeing pickleball rival it, I mean, at many of the other locations. So it, um, but it is that thoughtfulness of, you know, what is going to make people love where they live? that I think is really special about um, Johnson development. And and one other thing I'd like you to talk about that I think is special relative to other maybe communities we've seen is the foundations that you put in place. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that as a, as a way to foster that connection in the community? Not at all. So one of the most innovative ways that we found that we can give back to our communities is through the formation of these community foundation committees. We call them YCFC. It's your community foundation committee. And essentially what that is, is each time a home is sold, a small percentage of the sales price is collected at closing and it goes back into the communities to help um, elevate our neighborhoods to a new level. So really above and beyond a traditional community association. Yeah. And since inception, we have given, we've been able to give millions of dollars back into the communities and, you know, to promote things like um, school, um, school activities, school equipment, cultural events. We even have a children's catastrophic fund, which mm. is for families of children with debilitating diseases. And so it's, that is so terrible, but it's, we're so honored that we can help in any way through our grants. And so it just, it lets, allows us to give back to the community as a whole and where there's needs, where we wouldn't otherwise be able to, to have those funds. And so we're, we're really proud of our foundations and the work that they do. And one of the things to build on that that I think is really powerful is that as a buyer of a home in this community, you're, you know, you're intimately involved in through your transaction 
in that foundation. So that sense of connection, both from the company, from the community down to each and every um, homeowner being part of that foundation is really, really powerful. Right. I remember as a, you know, as a musician, I remember um, when we first got, got started that one of the communities gave the band uniforms to the high school marching band, which I um, you'd personally love that story too. Awesome. Um, so we've talked about several things here that make your communities distinctive. I mean, the power of, of the brand and identity, the commitment to technology, the foundations, um, lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit more about sustainability? Because I know that is something that's really important. And we see that, you know, for example, at Riverstone and some of the wetlands projects. So are there some examples that you'd like to highlight around sustainability as one of those planks? Absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up. They, our commitment to sustainability, sustainability is something that we're really proud of. I mean, not only have we been able to preserve or plant nearly 2 million trees in our communities yeah. since we've started development, but um, there's so many other special moments, I would say, that we're able to implement in our communities. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. So one of them in Riverstone, we have a wetlands park, and it is a rich mini ecosystem with all kinds of species of birds and animals and plants. And one of my favorite parts of the park is that it really connects children and inspires nature play. And so there might be like a mud pie kitchen that they can play with. You can see a dissection of plant roots and how they grow. There's You can skip rocks. And so there's really a draw towards the authentic spaces and that connection with nature. And I mean, what a better way to get your kids to unplug from technology and, and explore nature. So that's one thing we encourage. And then also, I think another good example of sustainability is in our communities would be in Viridian, our community in Arlington. They are a gold level certified Audubon sanctuary, and that's the mm -hmm. highest level you can get from Audubon International. So just between the irrigation practices and the native landscaping that's planted there, it really... Um, encourages the wide variety of birds and wildlife. Is that part of sort of the planning criteria as you think about the new developments coming online? Absolutely. I think going back to what I was saying about like the connection with the land for yeah. you know, years and years ago, and I'm not necessarily in a Johnson community, but you can think back like 70s, 80s, a lot of typical communities you'd put in, you know, a playground or just the typical amenities. But more and more, there's this realization that people want, first of all, I think the crazier that the world gets, the more that there's this desire for simplicity. But just the, the draw of nature and having children unplug and get outside and anything that we can do to encourage that, whether it's, you know, families out walking on our trails or all the people playing tennis, the, the, the lifestyle is a very important um, factor for us. 
Well, there are many um, wonderful hallmarks or planks for Johnson Development Communities, and I appreciate you sharing um, many of those with us today. You know, I'd like to just shift gears a little bit here, um, and I love how you started the conversation, kind of walking us through your your career path and your and your family um, background. You know, we work in really demanding industries. You know, we work in demanding locations, and we have held ourselves to high aspirations and values. And you know, I'm really curious, and I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, how do you keep yourself inspired, motivated? Are you a reader? Do you listen to podcasts? Um, do you, how do you keep yourself, you know, sort of at peak capacity? So my husband's a reader, and I listen to Audible. That I have definitely that's that's my thing. I'm like I can't. I have a hard time stopping to read, but if I can multitask, that's that's my thing. But you know, that's a good question. Uh, for me. Um, you know, one of the places I find inspiration is I really enjoy following design trends, whether it's in fashion or home design. And it's interesting. Sometimes we can see things that are happening in home design even spill over into what we're doing for community design. And I guess an example of that would be, you know, since COVID, there's definitely a trend to work from home more. And we're seeing in our communities the trend in the desire for people to have more flex spaces to work in our communities. So maybe they don't necessarily want to go to an office, but they probably want to get out of the house, maybe away from the kids, but just to pull away. And it's almost like that coffee shop concept. Mm, mm-hmm. You're not far from home. So that's one of the places I find inspiration. Also, I would say traveling think that gives you a real appreciation for other cultures. And I do find that inspiring. I think, of course, nature, I mean, the colors and the patterns. But I think the biggest one for me would be quiet time. You know, and you hear the stories of you have people having a great idea in the shower. But for me, it's more quiet time in the car, like on a plane or in the car just to collect my thoughts and observe, sometimes just look around. I mean, you'll get a kick out of this, April. One time years ago, I was driving down the road and I guess there was, I don't know if it was construction or what, but there was a sign and it said to tune your radio to an AM station. And I had this little light bulb moment. And so I hired a team to put antennas in our tall trees in the community. And we did recording sessions and we talked about what was new in the community. We interviewed people. We even had a little jingle. So I guess you could say it was the original podcast. <laughs> Treecast. <laughs> so, but also each year with our marketing team, one of my favorite times of the year is we have a session called Big Ideas. And I encourage the team to bring five, and we call them big ideas. They don't have to be a big idea. It can be something small, just something that inspired you or made you think, made you pause. And so when we get together, we go around and they share, and it is awesome because when we walk away, there's a hundred inspiring ideas. So, and I'll tell you, there is something we've been working on and I can't tell you what it is yet, but we're going to reveal it this year that our marketing team is working on a big idea we had. 
Oh boy. I know. Well, stay everyone stay tuned. Okay. Yeah. Um, another question I'd love to ask people because you get such a wide variety of responses is, and it's really a reflection, right, of your own experience. Uh, if you were to offer advice to Kristen, 25-year-old Kristen, knowing kind of what you know now, the experiences that you've had, the people, the interactions, the connections that you've made, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, that's a good one. Is I would say... I think it's helpful to me that I have daughters because so many times I find myself trying to instill these little nuggets of wisdom in them, things I've learned. So I would say pursue your passions. I think we've all been given God-given talents. And I know when I look at my children, they're all so different. It's crazy. You know, they're raised in the same home and they have completely different personalities and different interests. And Even the twins, right? Yes. And so I try to, to hone like, what their special giftings are. And I think that's important for all of us, whatever age you are, is to uh, go with your natural giftings. And oh, let's see what else would I, I'd say, you know, uh, soft skills are more important than you think. Yeah. And as time goes on, the older I get, I just, it never ceases to amaze me. People just like working with nice people. I think that that is, important. I would say learn from failure. Don't be afraid of it. Just embrace it and um, learn from it. I think another thing I would say is to wait for the right friend group and protect that inner circle because who you surround yourself with is so important. And to have people in your life who make you want to be better. I think that's important for all of us. One thing for me is quiet time. I mentioned that before, but just making time for rest and to recharge. That goes a long way, you know, more than just resting. It's It affects our health and, and just maybe even being better at other things that we're working on. And I would say, keep trusting God. He'll be faithful to you your whole life. And then I would also finish by saying, don't ever let go of humor because it makes life a lot more fun. <laughs> wow, that that's such an that's such an awesome list. I don't know about you, but I follow um, the Blue Zones research around people in parts of the country that live routinely live to be over a hundred. And I think you hit every single one of the key points, you know, have a strong sense of community, a strong faith, uh, you know, really protect those relationships, take care of yourself and give yourself that, that rest to really blossom from there. So I think those are such great pearls of wisdom at any age. Um, and ones that frankly, sometimes take us a long time to learn. So Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Now, I know you've kind of given us a big tease on something big from uh, Johnson Development Marketing. So I know people are going to want to know, how do they keep in touch with you, the company, your projects? Our website is johnsondevelopment.com. We're on LinkedIn. And 
anyone can email me at kristenj at johnsondev.com. And my name is spelled a little differently. So I don't know if you can put it on the screen, but it's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N. And I would love to hear from any of your listeners and um, form a relationship and um, share ideas. That's a great, that's a great offer. And we will have um, program notes when this um, releases. This is going to release during um, uh, International Women's Month. So thank you so much for being part of our celebration and um, for taking the time to have this conversation today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alessant Innovator Series. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and learn more at alessantinnovatorseries.com.